it is with a heavy heart that a lot of us young women and a lot of us women in general are saying goodbye to um, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, or otherwise I'd like to call her the Notorious RBG. She's amazing. There is a documentary about RBG and her legacy, but now that she's gone, it ain't going to be the same. And I also want to discuss in this podcast about women's rights and other things. So stay tuned for the next episode of The Throne Room with Beth Tarasi. If you'd like to be part of The Throne Room with Beth Tarasi, just go to denverqueen.com. There you will find everything from how to hit me up to my LBRY invite link. Learn more about that at lbry.tv as well. But if you'd like to be a part of the podcast, just send me an email at denverqueen at gmx.com. This is a very, very important episode that I'd like to bring to your attention. Welcome to The Throne Room with Beth Tarasi. I also want to point out that I really do love my iOS 14 so far, and I'm doing fine with my technology. But let's face this um, un unacceptable reality here that we're living in. As a country, well, a lot of us don't know our history, do we not? Class, everyone sit down. Let's sit down, class. I know my watch is going all clickety-clack, but I don't care right now. Um, women's rights is a very important part, and it is not a joke. For those of you who think women's rights is a joke, it's not a joke. And I have a lot of privileged white males I cannot educate on every social media platform. There are a lot of white males in the social media platform that want the status quo, that want things to be better than the status quo. But I hate to say it, but you guys are going to be completely obliterated by what you are saying, you know, about the status quo. You're going to be obliterated by... You know, people who want change and who want freedom for all. Now, I'm trying to help some people who say they hate the United States. They want to leave the United States. And, oh yeah, my braille display just went off. Sorry about that. Um, speaking of which, I will be able to read your emails. If you send them to me, please send them at, to denverqueen at gmx.com. That would be denverqueen at gmx.com. Thank you so very much. Anyway, let's get on. All right. Um, anyway, so women were not allowed exactly in the armed services. And they were not allowed in a lot of other locations because you know who made the rules. Ever since the beginning of this country, it's been white males who've been making the rules. So what do we do to make this country fairer and more 
discrimination-free. Well, I'd like to thank my friend Clayton for being so wonderful and for being so, you know, out there with his, you know, bohemian ideas. I really do like his ideas. I'm not saying that to be mean, but I think his ideas are rather bohemian because not a lot of people think that way. Not a lot of people are going to think the way he does. Oh, and by the way, um, one of his ideas was to move to Senegal. And I thought, Jesus, what? Well, Trenton and I have also found, we've compiled a list of countries that are safe for, for minorities and sexual minorities in Africa. Not very many places are safe in Africa with the sexual minorities thing. Europe is mostly accepted, most of the things that we've dealt with, but, you know, women's rights is another issue, too. Senegal does have the Tostin program that a woman founded and helped the community take, you know, responsibility for child marriage and other issues going on in the Senegalese communities. I am going to say this much, though. As I told Clayton, I will tell the rest of you. If you're not one of those guys who has a million she-camels, cows and goats, and whatever, you're not going to get far in Africa. Because African men are usually chosen for their daughters, for the daughters of other African men, based on how many cows, goats, sheep. It depends on the tribe. And sometimes even money is thrown into a wedding dowry. And sometimes even a bride price is paid out there up front. Because that's just how a lot of these cultures work. Now, there are some Americans who would pay a bride price for some of these people. Uh, we've got Russian brides that pop up in your email. And then you get those junk emails that say things like, you know. But anyway, let's get into the subject of women's rights before I doze off here. Um... RBG fought for some freedom from some of this crap that I'm talking about right now with the, uh, first of all, she wanted equal pay for equal work. It's still a work in progress. And she also wrote an opinion called Olmstead versus LC. LC is a anonymous disabled woman. I'm... Not even kidding, but the Olmstead decision pretty much says that a disabled person should not be isolated and left in a group home and all that crap. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg was responsible, responsible for freeing people from that. But, of course, young women are very... I'm grateful for Ruth Bader Ginsburg's contributions to the United States... Because in a place like Senegal, or even Equatorial Guinea, or wherever else you want to go, even places like China, India, ancient countries like that don't even allow women to co-sign or sign off on their own leases. There was actually a Chinese woman who was sold to someone to pay off debts for the family, and the family's bills were spent with the husband-to-be's money. But the woman said, I don't like my husband-to-be because he's drunk, he he's outrageous, and all this drunkenness and everything. 
I will tell you this much. I don't really like the way some women are with men. Of course not. But there are a lot of men who would sit there and look at a woman's value simply, simply in baby making. Of course, Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the United States, we have lots of laws and protections thanks to RBG that pretty much they say that women are protected from just being baby makers. We're not just baby making material for men. That is not who we are. We are not Eve's curse. I also want to bring something that I wish that RBG had the chance to argue herself. Let me tell you something about RBG's um, thing. She was really into women's rights. Um, her prayers were done in Hebrew because she was Jewish. So that that's beautiful. Just beautiful. I think that Hebrew prayers are beautiful. But, you know, I think that at least they gave Ruth a beautiful funeral and they buried her and stuff. And it just, yeah. Anyway... But getting into the women's rights thing, white men have been making all the rules, so when you put the wrong people in charge of a country, you're going to have a problem with other minorities not being protected. And of course, there are white women who would rather the status quo be the way it is so they can get benefits from men. I don't think that's going to be really a good idea, though, because we have to have women in charge who are sympathetic to all minorities and women and we don't need aunt lydia and commander winslow to mess up this country and to people in the face that's just the way it is like i don't want people thinking that they can you know just sit there and women like handmaids because you know women are not handmaids i'm sorry if there was one thing I would like to see, I need a little bit of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's axe-wielding tood, thank you. I don't know. She, she had a knife-wielding, sword-wielding, whatever, tood that would not stop until she, well, you know, dead. It stopped when she dropped dead, but, you know, in 1986, while she was alive... A Canadian author named Margaret Atwood penned The Handmaid's Tale as a dire warning to us women if we don't stand up for the rights we are owed as women. This is what might happen to us. You might have LGBTQs, priests, and other types of people killed. Women might not be allowed to read or write. In fact, there was a time when women could not read or write if they were in the lower classes. And especially if they were slave women. There was a time when women were only a step above children and were used solely for baby making. I don't appreciate the kind of things. I mean, men think that I discriminate against them, but I've got close friends who say that, you know, it's it's not about that. But, um, yeah. Women's rights were contentious ever since the beginning of this country. But the Puritan law book, a.k.a. the Bible, it indicates unequal rights for men and women. Same with the Quran, the Torah, any of your religious books, they kind of just go in and say, 
Okay, gender roles. Men are the leaders. Women are the submitters. Okay. If you would like to know... Truth, truth is, if you'd like to know... Women are the best at being lovers. There's actually a good song... We are the lovers of love. We like to lead with love. And there's a song by John Mayer that kind of shows you everything. Uh, I'm not going to play it. I'm only going to say, say it the words. And the words go something like this. Fathers, be good to your daughters. I don't really like that line. But girls become lovers who soon become mothers. That is true. But you know, men do have to be good to their daughters and their wives. Because what does that do? For one, a man has to let his wife get a job and she gets equal pay to him. What RBG did was extremely simple. But complicated. She was going to work at Rutgers University, but her husband, because of his income, she was getting paid less. Ruth says, uh-uh, don't do it. Argued the case and won. And here she was a law professor at Rutgers University. The other thing that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is most famous for is, well, thanks to her, women can also get credit cards in their own name. I have a debit card and I have a bank account in my own name. Barring incompetence and other crap like that, I want to say that the, you know, the, the women who have bank accounts in their own name should be thankful they have bank accounts in their own name. Can you imagine a Gileadian situation where your bank account is frozen and suddenly you go to the coffee shop and you get your damn compu card out, as they called it in, in The Handmaid's Tale. But, um, imagine getting your bank card out and you go to the coffee shop and everybody's like, oh, well, your card was declined. No, but I have like 3,000 bucks on it. It's going to be so surreal when those rights get taken away by people such as the white males you are electing in charge of your government. Another thing. I don't want to be called sweetie or sweetheart by the wrong people. I don't mind being called sweet, sweetums, sweetness, sweetheart, whatever, by people that I'm close to. But I also want to make clear that those such words, they equa they're equated with women being sweet. No women are going to be sweet after I'm done here. Because I don't think I'd ever want to call RBG a sweetheart. No, she was... No more Miss Nice Girl. When it came to dealing with cases where women's rights were at stake, RBG was like, notorious people, are you listening? Yep. She was doing a lot of good work for women and people with disabilities. She was a champion of human rights. We need more Ruth Bader Ginsburgs in the world. We need more of her and less of the people who want to take those rights from me. If it weren't for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I would not be sitting here recording this stupid thing for you all. I don't think I would be able to have ownership of the mic 
My husband would slap me with a cord if I did something he didn't want. For example, if a John Doe married me and I said, look, I'm going to record my podcast. No, we're going to have sex. Shut me up with sex? I don't think so. I would tell him, get off me, dodo head. And if I did, and he hit me with a cord, that would be it. I would have to submit. And there were times in the 1800s when a man would hit and discipline his wife. It still happens in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East. So, it, sometimes it happens in like Southern Eastern Europe and the Balkans. It happens everywhere else. But in the United States, we don't like domestic violence. And I'm sorry, but I don't care if Donald Trump rolled back domestic violence laws. He just wants to hit his wife. I'm sorry. I, there are a lot of men who just want to be able to hit their wives. And it's not the men I know. There are some guys, I swear, I would never go even near them because... They would hit their wives. And if I got hit with one of them guys, there would be nothing I could do about it. If Donald Trump has his way, violence against women will resurge in this country. And it is resurging already. You got coronavirus and all that crap. RBG isn't here to stop this. We need a woman in the Supreme Court that is a champion of human rights, not a conservative sex kitten. Not a conservative bulldozer who's going to bulldoze all the rights of the women and turn us all into aunties, handmaids, and wives. Or Marthas. Don't forget Marthas. Or even worse. What will your dollhouse look ten years from now? I hope that when I have a daughter, her dollhouse looks like the following. An empty house. Nothing. Just an empty house. No family that looks like mommy and daddy and kids. What I would like would be my daughter to have a dollhouse that looks like the following. You have two guys. They're the parents. Or two girls. They're the parents. And little girls. Little, little dolls that symbolize the children. And the girls would be wearing pants. That would be something that Ruth would agree with. I'm pretty sure she would. What do you want to be doing 10 years from now? I certainly don't want to be cooking and cleaning for some guy that's a total ungrateful idiot. My man is no ungrateful idiot. My partner is amazing. He has allowed me to have friends. He has allowed me to talk to men. Friends that I love. That I care for. And all of this is thanks to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's not just her. She didn't fight for women in the 19th century, but most of the rights that we, we enjoy today, I'm not trying to take my rights for granted here. But I am glad that I can have my own apartment, that I can have my own house. But I have a feeling Trenton will have more credit than me because... He is the one in charge of the phone bill, but I'm in charge of other things. So what? We have a very equals-based relationship. It's not like Trenton is in charge of everything, even my finances. And it's thanks to the 
revolutions such as that brought on by Ruth Bader Ginsburg that I am not taking Trenton's last name. Some of you might remember that I am going to marry Trenton in a commitment ceremony dated November 7th. Let me explain something very careful. This is a commitment ceremony and I am not going to bow down to the patriarchal norm. I am not taking Trenton's last name, but I will say the kids are going to have to take both mine and Trenton's names. And if I have any other men in my life, the kids are going to take all the men in their lives. But my maiden last name may not even be in the kids' names. But I am not taking Trenton's last name. I am not taking any man's last name. I don't care if you're Trenton Matthews or John Doe. I am not taking anyone's last name because it is something I know Ruth Bader Ginsburg did this, but let me explain something very careful about what this whole last name thing means. The last name taking for women basically denoted her as the property of a husband. The women pretty much were like property for husbands back in the day. And women were deemed property for their husbands for the longest time. The person who bucked the system even before RBG existed, you guys don't know Lucy Stone, do you? Lucy Stone, Lucy Stone did not take Henry Blackwell's last name. And I am so grateful to Lucy Stone. Lucy Stone pretty much rang the bell on women and pretty much rang the bell of freedom for women. And anyway, if you guys would like to see more things that I've written, I haven't really I haven't written too much mitten. I haven't made any posts like about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the blog. There's really not much to say except please save the Supreme Court. If you'd like to read things about what what is written here and what is spoken here in the podcast, just go to denverqueen.com and then click on the email link if you'd like to send feedback. And if you would like to send any kind of feedback, you know, you're welcome to do so. If you'd like to be in an interview, hold tight. Backpack will be doing some guest feature stuff. And I'm going to basically do some guests when the feature comes on. But right now I'm dealing with external mic bugs. What I found out about this, um, I'm going to get into a techno bit here. But um, thank you all very much for joining me for the um, for the throne room with Beth Tarasi. Um, anyway, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to just say this much. Women's rights is not a joke, people. Do you want to know what the biggest joke is? Women's rights? I don't think so. I don't want to hear that privileged male crap going on in people's mouths. And... 
I do want to say also that my brothers were the ones who said that women's rights were a joke. And I am honestly very, very highly offended by that. Anyway, um, if you want to be unladylike, there is a great book I would like you all to read. And this is about smashing the patriarchy. I'd recommend this for men and women alike, for everyone to read. This is called Unladylike by Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin. They are the greatest podcasters in the whole wide world. And I'm going to listen to their fucking podcast. Listen to their podcast when I'm done here. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. I had to put one word in there. <laughs> um, but they, they honestly talked about witches, bitches, and wives in their book. They also talk about not only witches, bitches, and wives, but they talk about like, um, they talk about a lot of different things like head games. What the hell is PMS? And all that kind of crap that women always go through. And if you want to be a female's ally, I would suggest your allyship be highly important for us. Read Unladylike, Smashing the pa how A Field Guide on How to Smash the Patriarchy and Claim Your Space. Women, definitely read this book. You need to check out all the ways that you can smash the patriarchy and fight for change. There's a great chapter. I'm about to look at it. It's called Marching Orders. It's about resistance. Because women, we're going to resist. Together, we resist. Nevertheless, we persist. That was an old theme from one of Denver Women's Choir. I'd like to thank my friends in the Denver Women's Choir for inspiring me with that. Also, this, this, uh, this thing is sponsored by headcount.org. If you'd like to go to headcount.org, just go to headcount.org and register to vote. You can find ways you can register to vote in your state. You can also check on your ballot and you can just do a million other things on there that I can't really get to in 30 seconds. But there are a lot of talking points I've had to get through. But uh, headcount.org is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization. And they do a lot of election stuff. So be prepared this election day. Vote however you want to vote. But please make sure you're registered. Make sure your vote counts. Thank you so much, everybody. And have a great rest of your day.